Hello, folks. Welcome to Cat Chat, our official podcast for the Springfield City School District. My name is Chris Wallace. And I'm Jenna Linus-Ars. How you doing, Jenna? I'm feeling really good today. I bet. Me too, man. Me too. Uh, what do we got going on today for our first official podcast? I'm so excited. I'm too. It's, it's podcast day. It's finally here. This is a big day for us. It is. More but we got a lot ready. Yeah. I've been nervous. I didn't sleep a lot last night. Um, just thinking about messing up on here, but I've been pacing the room a lot. Yeah, I saw I saw your Jeep out uh, here. You was at the studio pretty early. Yeah, yeah. I just want to get everything ready. You know, I mean, you know, we haven't had anything like this. This is new for the district, but you know, podcasts are like hip now, right? Yeah, but it's not new for you. So when I saw you here, I was like, uh oh, am I supposed to be here early? Because you know, you got the channel seven. Thing you've done for so long, and this is my first time ever being on a podcast, so I'm like, I'm missing the mark. I'm not even here on time, but so I'm starting to panic again. I'm a millennial, Chris. Like podcasts are not the millennial thing, so I'm trying to get hip to it. Okay, so we're gonna do it, right? Right. I love. We didn't even talk about the dress code, and we still we matching the blue. Right. Right. We're we coordinated. It. We're off to a good start. We're doing it. Um, but you know, we got some good things lined up. I think we're off to a good start. With our first podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And we got some good things going on in our district, Chris. Yes. Yes, we do. It's been a good year so far. Yeah. It's time to give some people some high fives. Yes. Let's give some high some fives Some high out. five <laughs> highlights. Yes. Let's do it. Chris, what you got going on? Well, uh, first one I want to give a high five to is Miss Edna Chapman and okay. Hayward Middle School. Um, they really celebrated uh, diversity this week. By uh, having a soccer tailgate party. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. And they brought the staff, families, parents, mm-hmm. students came out, had a great time. I think they had 125 participants in it. So okay, a, great, a great show. Uh, they, they showed up and showed out. That's what we always talk about. Uh, Miss Howard that's coming on, she always talking about showing up mm-hmm. and showing out. So we'll be hearing from her. And they did a great job. Uh, they had a, a Mexican art um fixture out there um, with a tree and all the different Mexican types of arts that the kids did in art class. So just trying to uh, appreciate the diversity we have in our school district. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know that we have a bunch of diversity going on with the uh, the Haitian community and the Spanish community, mm-hmm. and we welcome all of them. And we're excited to have them here and be a part of our community and contribute in a positive manner. So high five to Hayward. Hey, good job, Hayward. Well, let me tell you about what's going on um, in all of our elementary and middle school buildings, I guess, included Hayward. Okay. Um, but, you know, we got Project Lead the Way going on in all of our elementary and middle school buildings this year. Yes. Uh, for those that are not familiar, Project Lead the Way is really about intro to engineering, um, that type of hands-on education. But let me tell you what I saw the other day at specifically Roosevelt Middle School. Mm-hmm. These kids were playing with sheep brains. Really? Dissecting them um, in a medical detectives class as part of this Project Lead the Way intro to engineering program that, is awesome. that we have put in at all elementary and middle schools. That is awesome. So this is something new um, that we have come into through some funding. Um, so really trying to get the kids involved in STEM education, um, putting putting them on career pathways. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could see that they were just really engaged, you know, in learning in a different way. Um, the younger kids, they're starting to build models of things, trains, mm-hmm. cars, things like that. So um, it was just really fun to see them learning and engage in something different. Really thinking out of the box. Yes. 
Shout out. Shout out to Monty Brigham and Tim Elliott, the principal and sister principal at Roosevelt, doing a great mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. What else you got going on? Who else we need a high five? Well, I got to high five my homegirl, Miss Lisa Cunningham. Okay. All right. At the high school, at uh, Springfield High School. Um, I know sometimes our high school gets a bad rap, but our high school is doing a bunch of great things. Yes, and one they are. Of the one, one of the great things I love that they're doing this year is they implemented a flex period. And that flex period allows uh, in-club, in-school clubs, and outside organizations to come in and kids get involved for one hour from 9.30 to 10.30. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times being part of, uh, I, I run a, uh, My Brother's Keeper chapter in Springfield, and we're in nine schools. But a lot of the times we can't have a uniform time. We have to work around different schedules. So what she did was just mark out an hour out of the day in the morning so those kids can come and go to their group or club and really uh, get an understanding of how their day's going or how what, what the future brings and how to prepare for that mm-hmm. and just let just kind of give that kid that hour of time to uh, gather their thoughts. And it, I think it helps the culture. When they come out of those groups, whatever organization and group they're in, they come out mm. and they're ready to learn the rest of the day. So kudos to Miss Lisa Cunningham and Springfield High School. Well, and, you know, I think sometimes they just need that flex, that flexibility, yes. right, to just kind of break from their norm, right? Yes. Like, we are all so regimented anymore. Yes. And so just to have that space to creatively think or yes. do whatever, I think we all benefit from that Absolutely. a lot of the time. So, yes, yeah. shout out Lisa Cunningham. Shout out Lisa. Um, I got to tell you about um, some wonderful things they're doing over at the School of Innovation. Um, they're killing it over there. I am amazed every time I go over there. (laughs) Um, This year alone, they have added patient care and phlebotomy programs Mm. for those kids over there. Um, They will get some certifications when they're done with those courses so that they can go work in a nursing home, work in a laboratory, whatever. Um, But again, really career focused. Um, I was in there the other day in one of their labs. They're already learning how to like do beds. they're starting to do draws, like blood draws, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, Chris, when you say I, do beds, what like take care of patients? You know what I mean? Like oh, there's okay. a there's a proper way I'm to like, like making beds too. Yes, like change. There's a proper way. Did you know? Okay. There's a proper way to like change somebody's bed sheet. You know what I mean? And like flip somebody okay. over. And yeah, I got you, you now. Like all of these things, you know, that go into someone's job at yes. a hospital or Career. something like that. So as soon as they're done, they can go get a job in the hospital or go get a job in a nursing home. So those are programs that SOI, School of Innovation, has added this year. Um, I think they're looking to add a few more in the coming years. And SOI also comes over here to the Dome, and they have a group that is uh, getting certification in welding Mm -hmm. and wood shop. They come over here twice a week. Their welding kids astound me. Yes. Astound me with the things that they can create over there. Um, so I wanted to give a high five to the School of Innovation. Y'all are killing it. Um, and my last high five uh, goes out to the district as a whole because, Chris, we are now mobile. We are mobile. We are now mobile. Explain to our listeners what mobile is. Oh, would be happy to, Chris. <laughs> okay. Would be happy to. Um, the district is now on the mobile app. We are in the app store. We are on Google Play. There is no reason that you should not be knowing what's going on in Springfield City School District. Got to stay in the know. 
because we got our own app now. Okay. Yes. If you got a child in Springfield City School District, download the app. Download okay. It. Subscribe to your child's building. You'll get push notifications like you do for every other app in your phone. Um, and there's no reason not to know what's going on anymore. Your kid's lunch menu is on there. That is Athletic awesome. schedules on there. We got you covered right at your fingertips. Right at your fingertips. Um, so that's new this year. You know, no reason not to be connected between that and cat chat. We got you covered. What else you need? What else do you need? You got the app. You got cat chat. You got Chris. You got <laughs> what else you need? <laughs> So we made it through our first high five, Chris. Um, here's what I'm going to do, though. Okay? okay. We made it through the first high five. Here's what I'm throwing out there to people. Okay? Because we want to get people involved, right? Okay. So here's what I'm going to say. We're throwing it out here. I'm throwing it out there. Okay. Okay. If anybody can tell me the five topics that we talked about on our high five and send them to me in a direct message on our district Instagram. Okay, that's at S-C-S-D-O-H on Instagram in a direct message. You know what you're going to get? You're going to get a cat swag bag. Okay, so that's what I need. I need the five topics that we talked about in our high five in a direct message on Instagram. And you're going to get your cat swag bag. Okay. Am I allowed to participate? Uh, No, co-hosts are not allowed. Co-hosts are not allowed. I want a swag bag. Can I have that one? No. This is for them. Okay. All right. It's coming to you guys. Five. Five high fives. Let us know. I'm sad. Sorry. I'm sorry. But you know what? We got a great show for them today. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Got, Who we got today? Well, we have uh, Miss Deborah Howard mm-hmm. from Fulton Elementary with some of her Fulton scholars coming in to talk about what they have to do. Wonderful. And we have our featured alumni. Is D. Miller. Oh, nice. Uh, real cool guy. I've known him forever. He was the best man in my wedding. So mm-hmm. that's going to be kind of fun talking to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have some more, right? We do. Um, Carrie Pedraza from United Way is our Community Connections guest today. So she's going to be wrapping us out. So we got a full house. We do. So everyone. Some heavy hitters for the first one. Yes, yes. So make sure everybody sticks with us. We got a full house. All right. Full show. Let's get to it. Who's up? All right, everyone. We have a wonderful group of people here for our first Cat Den Happenings. I am here today with Fulton's Finest. I'm here with Principal Deborah Howard and Jeremiah Genesis and Ruth, this year's Student Ambassadors. Thank you, everyone, for being here today. I really appreciate it. So for those who are unaware, um, this is the second year that Fulton has had the Student Ambassador Program in place. Uh, This is truly a wonderful program that really empowers students to become leaders in their buildings. Um, Principal Howard, could you tell us a little bit about the program and how you kind of got it started beginning last year? So from the moment that I entered Fulton, I realized that there were students that had high potential Mm -hmm. to serve as leaders in the building, leaders among their peers, leaders in the community. So we identified sixth graders our very first year. We identified sixth graders that had the potential. So we got teacher recommendations. 
Uh, some of the administrative staff uh, recommended students. They went through a rigorous um, uh, application process and interview process, and they were selected to lead and be the face of the, the Fulton students. This year, um, we selected an, an additional 14 students that serves that are serving as our ambassadors. They're doing a great job, one of which, or a couple, who were actually selected as junior student ambassadors last year. So we were trying to put them, uh, get them some training so that when they became sixth graders that they could easily matriculate into becoming a student ambassador. Mm. But because of the great leadership skills that these students are exhibiting, um, especially last year, we just realized what great potential we had in the building. And so we are really trying to make this program be a staple mm -hmm. in our building, and we will we will grow this every year. Well, and, you know, I had the privilege of coming to your jacketing ceremony the yes. last couple of years, um, which has been so phenomenal, um, truly, to see each of these kids kind of come into their own leadership yes. journey and be recognized in front of their parents um, and their peers. Um, how do you select each of these children? Um, how do you identify them? Um, how are they selected for these roles? Yes. So we really start beginning to look at them in the fifth grade and identify, you know, just some conversation among the staff who could be potential ambassadors the next year. And then when they come into the building, you know, at the beginning of this school year, we looked at grades, we looked at attendance, we looked at behavior, and we looked at their leadership potential. Mm -hmm. We sent out applications to every sixth grader in the building, and those that wanted to apply, applied. And we had probably upwards of 30-plus applications then they went, we went through a vetting process where myself and the rest of the administrative team and the sixth grade teachers went through those applications and selected the, 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 the best applicants out of that group. And then they went through a, a small um, interview process um, just to make sure that they understood what it meant to be a student ambassador. We have parents come in, so the parents also understood what it meant, what the commitment was for those students that are selected. And then from that, we got together as a team and we went through all of the applications, looked at each student's profile and determined which ones we wanted to serve this year as our student ambassadors. So, you know, now that all of these kids are in place, what are the types of things that they're going to be involved in this oh, year? Oh, wow. So they're going to be involved in quite a bit. Um, they they do, and they'll speak to this also, community service projects. They're part of the Legacy 24 program, our collaboration with the city of Springfield. They serve in the building um, as sometimes translators when we don't have translators around. They uh, help uh, parents during parent-teacher conferences and other events that we have in the building. They are going to be going through peer mediation training where they will be, uh, once they're trained, be working with um, students in the building that have small conflicts. Mm -hmm. These students, ambassadors, will be the ones that are providing that mediation and helping them to resolve that conflict. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, so these really are elevated positions within Absolutely. your building. Um, Absolutely. You know, positions that the other kids are really going to look up to. Sure. Um, I want to turn to your ambassadors now. Absolutely. Um, you know, Jeremiah, Genesis, and Ruth, um, I really want to ask you guys, what do you guys feel like it means in your own personal role? What does it mean to be a leader to you? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Um, maybe that's somebody in your life. What does that person look like to you? What does it mean to be a leader? Being a leader is when you, when you change into your bed and we want to... Um, you know, focus on the things that we want to and 
We want to respect others, show the best that we can, and being sixth grade leaders, we want to show that. And we, in the, I think leader in the leader being a leader is we respect everybody, like having a good personality, and everything. Um, <laughs> we're leaders around the school building, and we. Evolve conflict, and we help our peers around the school building, and we show leadership and skills, too. Go ahead. Being a leader is like, um, it's like an honor because it's for the little kids and who, who want to be a leader, what's called, we, um, we can show as an example for them. Mm-hmm. And um, we... Um, as leaders, we we help out with everything. We um we um you know be proactive every single day and um you know um be be focused on what we're doing mm-hmm. and not um to call just be a leader not a Absolutely right, because those little kindergartners and first graders that are looking at you and they're like, you know what, one day I might want to be Ruth. Right. And I, I might want to be wearing that jacket and I might want to be a student ambassador. So if I'm looking at you, Ruth, and I'm like, hmm, it doesn't look like something I might want to be doing. Right. They're looking up to you. You are an example to them. Um, what are you guys most looking forward to as student ambassadors? Anything you guys are especially excited about? Uh, events when they come up. I don't know. Yeah. What, what type of events? Anything you guys have heard about? Anything you know that's coming down the pipeline that you're excited about? Helping the neighborhood like to be a better place and helping with community service projects and like helping the school around the events. Mm-hmm. Um, going on field trips, um, exploring around and you know and you know helping in period events, in parent teacher conference and help translate, you know. To those teachers that need them and you know help around the school show where the parents need to go where the parents should go and yeah mm-hmm. genesis and ruth you guys are bilingual student ambassadors mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about how you guys are able to help the other students at bolton um, um helping the students and i don't know english particular um, we help them with their work if it's in english we translate for them so what what they have to do, and you know, they do it. And we, uh, you know, when a kid needs to tell a teacher something, you know, there's us, and we translate for them. And you know, some some of the teachers are thankful for it, and we we also are happy to translate. But wonderful. Um, tell me a little bit about how you guys just felt walking across that stage during the jacketing ceremony, receiving the jacket. Um, it was honestly so great to see all of you smiling. I could tell you all felt very proud. Mm-hmm. But tell me in your own words, like, how that moment felt for you. It felt honoring to be a student ambassador. Mm-hmm. I was so happy at that moment and nervous because I was trained and stuff. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it felt such an honor and... It was exciting, and, and knowing that I'm able to represent my school mm-hmm. and our school, and and you know, help with um, around the building, help 
the community service. And yeah, it's a job. It was a really proud moment for me. It, like being a student ambassador is not really that easy. You have to make good grades, behave in school. Mm -hmm. And it just felt really honored to be one of these student ambassadors at Bolton Elementary School. Absolutely. And I hope you guys know that, you know, so many other elementary schools in our district are looking at you guys and looking at this program um, and trying to figure out a way to recreate it. Because as of now, you guys are the only elementary school um, in our district that has this program. Um, so you guys are really kind of on a stage of your own as far as what you have going on. So you guys are doing an incredible job. Um, Principal Howard, where do, where do you go from here? So... Um... I feel like the sky's the limit. Um, this is more than <clears throat> while the jacketing ceremony is a is a highly anticipated event, you know, for the last two years, because it's almost like the masters when they get their green jacket. You know, they don't get to wear their jacket until, you know, until they're selected. And we actually go through the ceremony where they are officially named an ambassador. But once that happens, that is where the real, real work begins. And so we are just training leaders. They're going to middle school next year. And so we we are anticipating that when they step into their middle school, that they will take those leadership skills with them mm -hmm. and they'll be able to represent their new building um, and, and find those leadership opportunities as they matriculate through middle school, high school, and the college or whatever their post-secondary, post, you know, high school experience may be. Um, one of the things that I'm most proud of is that as a result of the student ambassadors, what we have learned this year is that once that has taken place, we've had many other students come to me and say, I want to do this in the building. So now I have about four or five students every morning. Their leadership role now is to be out in the parking lot greeting our parents as they pull up and drop off their students. So they come in every morning. I call one of them the supervisor. He, hi you know, he hires who he hires, <laughs> and they're out there every morning with a couple of adults, but they're responsible for opening doors and greeting parents, and that's their leadership role. These are fifth and sixth graders. I've had third graders now who are serving as hallway monitors. So I've got three young ladies that every morning they are coming now, and their job is to go into the hallway where the kindergarten and first graders are and greet those kids as they're coming down the hallway. So when they look at the ambassadors, I mean, that is the goal for all of these kids that are exploring these leadership opportunities that eventually when they become sixth graders, that they want to be ambassadors as well. Um, and so that's what we're, that's the momentum that we are trying to build. Um, but far as this group is concerned, these 14 bright young people that are our student ambassadors this year, they have already been booked, if you will, mm -hmm. um, to do a couple of community service projects with Dr. Julius Bailey, his annual Christmas program down at the L. They helped with the Nehemiah uh, Foundation last year. So they are the face of Fulton. And so what we're really trying to do is change the narrative about what the perception of what Fulton was or is um, to show that we have leaders in our building, we have kids that can function outside in the community, serve their community well. Um, and so changing that perception mm -hmm. um, and changing the narrative about what is happening in our building. And uh, and so far, it is we're, we're doing a great job. Mm -hmm. um, and again, we have younger kids that are looking to them when they see these gold jackets and see these blue jackets walking down the hallway. It gives them a sense of pride. 
when they walk into other spaces where there's other buildings and they walk in with these gold jackets and blue jackets, where who are those kids? Who are they? Where are they from? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just really, really, really proud of them um, and all of the all of the contributions that they're making to the building already. So when we have events, we don't have to ask, you know, do you want to be at this event or service at this event? They are coming to ask you know, can I, can I stay and serve? Can I stay after school and help set up? Can I stay and make sure that I'm part of this event? Mm -hmm. So the sky is the limit as far as I am concerned. So um, we are looking at um, potentially taking, I am at some point looking at taking them on, you know, some local college tours, because I believe being exposed to college as early Mm -hmm. as possible is certainly important. Some other careers that they might be interested in, even if it's not uh, required, you know, college requirement. Um, so we're, there's a lot of things that we have in the pipeline that I'd like to see happen as this grows. Mm. Well, you guys are all doing a fabulous job. I can't wait to see what else you have in store for the rest of the school year. Thank you all for being here today. Thank we you. really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. All right. For this uh, this month's featured alumni segment, we have a good friend of mine and uh, a Hall of Famer, Deep Miller. He uh, he's going to tell you a little bit about himself, but I have so much to say about this guy. He's been a best friend of mine. He's been in my weddings, so I know a little more than you guys might know. So I'm going to let him get to it. Welcome, D. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Good, good, good to be man. here with you, man. It's been a long time. Yes, long it has, time. man. Um, I, I'm almost at a loss of words right now because <laughs> I just, you know, man, I, you know, we've been friends for, I, I can't even put a number on it. I think it was the third grade. Third grade, so we were, what, seven, eight? Seven. Yeah. Seven, eight. Yep, I right remember seeing you. Yeah, I was yeah. riding on the Huffy. You was throwing a football in the air. Yep. And I rode like, man, who is that? And I rode around the block again. And then I said. he was on Terry Moore at the time. He was on Terry Moore. So he was on Terry Moore. I, yeah, I was coming around that yeah, block. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I saw you throwing the ball up. <laughs> and I'm like, he needs somebody to throw him the ball. <laughs> it started just like that. Yeah. Like, you want to play catch? It was at Perrin yeah. Woods. And, yeah. Well, and they was, split us up at Perrin Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wasn't allowed but to be in the same class. I do remember we connected in the, in the neighborhood. I do yes, remember that. That you was know, a good I don't time. remember too much, but I do remember that. Well, I'm always the one that <laughs> exactly. make, remind you. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> so, man, hey, welcome to our uh, show, mm-hmm. our podcast, man. Mm-hmm. Tell me tell me what you're up to now. Man, right now it's just, uh, uh, of course, residing in, 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 in Columbus. We reside in Powell, Ohio. Uh, I've been a State Farm agent uh, 17 years now. 17. Yeah, so uh, that's been going really, really well. Uh, my wife, Lisa, she's a nurse practitioner. You know, you, you see Drew. I have him up there, you know, with CJ. A new animal coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. New animal and, coming uh, up. You know, Lundy, man, She's uh, she just turned seven, so she's doing soccer. Yeah. And she's cheer. Yeah, she just, uh, they were national champs, national right? National champs, yeah. What's the name of that program? Uh, the Cheer Institute. The Cheer Institute. Cheer Institute. So yeah. that's keeping us busy. It's really expensive, but you know. <laughs> Isn't everything? <laughs> but she's having a good time, man. And, and, and other than that, just kind of enjoying the family. You know, uh, enjoying just uh, just being able to to help people every day with my job, and yeah. and that's about it, man. Good. Hey, so 
you know, I know you don't, you've never been the one to talk about a lot of your accomplishments athletically Mm -hmm. and what, um, I bet it was a, it played a big part in to where you're at now and how you're very successful Mm -hmm. in what you do. Mm -hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about that transition from sports. I mean, you were an all American. Mm -hmm. I remember you took a trip to Disneyland. Mm -hmm. I'm like, (laughs) I don't get to go to Disneyland. (laughs) They were like, nah, we didn't pick you. (laughs) But, <laughs> you you know you did a lot of big things. You played football mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the Ohio State mm-hmm, University. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get to play against you once. I, I would, sure. That's all we're going to talk about. That is nah, just we're going to talk about some more a little bit later. Just a little I... bit later, okay. <laughs> but uh, t- <laughs> tell me about the transition <clears throat> from being an athlete, being a student athlete mm-hmm. uh, from high school to college, and transitioning, uh, letting that go, and transitioning into the corporate world. Uh, man, you know, it was <clears throat> it was a great ride. You know, it was a great ride. I think, um, you know, what what we both accomplished at that time, you know, the the, the type of recruits uh, that we were and the coaches that came and the university that came, uh, I feel like that was, you know, something that really Springfield has never experienced in, in that magnitude. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I'm not saying there hasn't been guys that – you know, yeah, Joey Howard went to Tennessee, Todd went to Indiana, but I think mm-hmm. like what we did and the type of colleges that we had coming in there. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that was special. And uh, to, to be able to, you know, have an opportunity to visit different universities to see where you wanted to maybe continue your collegiate career at. So, uh, you know, you know, I could have went kind of anywhere, mm-hmm. but took the visit to Ohio State, Tennessee. We had a blast down in uh, uh, Tennessee. Who did we? We had a blast in Tennessee. You flew. and uh, Did you fly or you drove? No, we drove. We drove. We f- I flew. I took the you plane ticket. You might have flew. What up? Yeah. But we had a good time down there. And, and, and not to get off uh, track, but you know Aaron Hayden, the running back. Yeah. You know, his father was our host. Was the Hayden that's playing running back yes. at Ohio State, his father, Aaron Hayden, was, was our, host our host at Tennessee. Yeah. He took us to the electric ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So being able to experience that and then finally selecting, you know, Ohio State. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't know the first couple of years didn't go as well at Ohio State. And, uh, you know, I think that was the first time in, in my life that I had to mm-hmm. go through some type of um, obstacle yeah. and, you know, looking yourself in the mirror and saying, you know, you are not the best athlete mm-hmm. on this team. Mm-hmm. And that took some adjustment to getting into. So, uh, you know, coming in and being compared to Chris Carter, um, you know, I felt like I was a bust like my first couple of years mm-hmm. because it was just kind of almost impossible to live up to someone like that. And then, you know, I had the knee injury. Then David Boston came in, which was, you know, he's an exceptional athlete. And he kind of, you know, stole the thunder, which was well-deserved. He's an Mm -hmm. exceptional athlete. And, uh, you know, I just had to find myself and just saying, you know, I have to be prepared. And when my opportunity comes, I just have to be ready. Mm -hmm. And you as well as I know, sometimes people come in, they play early. Sometimes you have to. You know, navigate the system and, oh, yeah. you know, keep pushing and keep pushing and keep going up the pecking board and finally getting your opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that that worked out for me, obviously. Um, I think maybe if I would have came in and, and had success early, I don't know if I, how I would have taken that mentally. Mm-hmm. I always feel like I was a humble guy, but, 
you know, up there is just different. You know what I mean? So, you know, I had to hit the bottom first. I had to hit the bottom and go to the top. And, you know, that <clears throat> that allowed me to say, when I get the opportunity, I'm not going to let anybody take it away from me. And then, you know, you you play well. And, you, you know, we always had the dream to go to the NFL. And, um, you know, obviously I got drafted by Green Bay. Got hurt, didn't get to, didn't get to play. But, you know, just the experience along that way, mm-hmm. um, you know, to hear your name called, uh, coming from Ohio State, which was big tradition, you know, going to Green Bay, which was another big traditional, you know, um, team. So that was cool. It, it, you know, I still are on the same chat. You know, we got a Green Bay 1999 chat, wow. class of 99, that we're still all on. That's cool. You know what I mean? And keeping up with one another and stuff like that. So, you know, looking at all the ex- experiences, you know, of course, I would have liked to play, you know, but – Everything happens for a reason. And, um, you know, during that that path you're trying to seek in sports, you learn a lot about life, mm-hmm. learn so much about life. And what I found was when I came back uh, to school and had to get my degree, and then, you know, going out in corporate America was something that, you know, I knew I was going to have to do, but I, was, <laughs> I didn't think yeah. it was going to be a 22. So you went back to school. Went back to school. So you so got when drafted. I, when, when I left, that. when I left, I did not. Um, I was not a graduate. Right. So mm-hmm. I told my mother, like when we came back from, um, I think we played Texas A and M in the uh, Sugar Bowl. You know, normally you come back, and you start preparing for the NFL draft, and I told my mom that I wasn't going to be taking class, but I promised I was going to get my degree, and. Uh, so after, you know, going through the NFL, getting signed by Green Bay, um, Seattle, Chicago, being failed by 17 teams for physical, XFL, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then just came back and it was like, okay, all right. So if I can apply this same work ethic mm-hmm. that I've developed on the field, mm-hmm. I can apply that to something off the field, I felt like I could still have the same success. It was just that, you know, we never really had a job, so I didn't know what I liked. I already know. You know what I mean? Didn't know who I was really without right. the football, you know, with the with the helmet on. So that was, and to be honest, I mean, I'm 47, and that's still an adjustment. Absolutely. It's still an adjustment. It's still an you know adjustment. I mean? So I think, like, once you play at that high level and and – you know, it never leaves you. It's always just want to be there. Yeah. Um, now, of course, you know, it didn't end like the way I wanted to, but I feel like everything happens for a reason. God protected me for a certain reason. And, you know, I just feel like where I'm at now, you know, I can help more people. You know, I do a lot. I try to help as many people as I can. Um, and I think that's, that's just the blessing of it all. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I think when we leave here, you know, everyone wants us to, you know, grow and be mature and say, oh, man, that's a representative of Springfield mm-hmm. City. And and I think you and I have done a great job of doing that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I think, uh, you know, we kind of set the example in the bar for younger cats underneath us to do the same thing. Right. So um, that's what it's all about, man. So that's just kind of been my journey. Uh, you know, it's kind of cool because now, like, I see a whole lot of guys going through what I went through and – you know, and it's kind of like, hey, man, it's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. It's going to be rough. Yeah. You're going to want to throw in the towel. You're going to think God ain't got your back. 
You know what I'm saying? That rock bottom. You're going to see your boys playing on Sunday, coming back with the Benzes and the jewelry. You know what I mean? You got to work 40 hours, but it's going to be like something at the end of the light, mm-hmm. light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. That's going to all make it make sense yeah. in due time. I want to I want to add on to that. I want to I want to add another question into that. We talked you talked about hitting rock bottom, and you talk about the adversity and coming through it, and it never leaves you. Mm-hmm. The rush of the crowd, the cheering, never leaves you. What What did you do to concentrate on doing positive things to chase that energy? Because too many people, we read about it all the time, when that crowd and that roar leaves, it it never leaves you and you got to chase it. How did you channel that into chasing it into your profession with insurance and Mm -hmm. using that same drive and getting that same drive of helping people and, and, and exploring the corporate world in a positive way instead of letting it channel you to another direction where you're chasing that energy? Man, that's a good question because (laughs) (laughs) woo, (laughs) take your time now. Take your time. I say that because, you know, State Farm was kind of like like my third job that I tried. Mm-hmm. And like like my first job. You did some <laughs> some radio TV stuff, didn't you? <clears throat> radio TV. And then like my first job <clears throat> was working at this uh this place called Yellow Freight. And it was uh, a logistics company like in Hilliard. And uh I remember I got, I was happy. I went and got me some khakis. <laughs> <laughs> you official. <laughs> you was official or with khakis, the khakis. Khakis, a lunchbox, you know? Right. <laughs> was it Hulk? <laughs> you had a Hulk lunchbox? I did, I did. So, uh, and you had to stand on this dock, and it was like February, and it was cold. Oh. Right. And like, you, you, know, you about to come to the crossroads. Well, I was like, you know, you know what? Like, my, Knee was hurting. I was coming home. It was swollen. I was like, you know what? I don't think this is for me. But I didn't want to quit. Right. You know what I mean? But I was just out there miserable. And I was like, I just went to the guy that hired me. I was like, listen, I don't think this is for me. I felt bad because it was like a, a connection through Ohio State. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I was like, I don't need to waste all time no more. Right. You know what I mean? So, and then I went to Ohio Youth Advocate Program where I was, where I was, uh, really just kind of, you know, mentoring troubled youth, mm-hmm. you know, for $10 an hour. That was humbling. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And then, but along all that way, I was probably doing things, negative things, trying to chase what I had been missing. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had to go through all of that negative stuff that mm-hmm. I was chasing because I was missing so you did try to, <clears throat> you didn't know what you was chasing. You was there. Yeah. You yeah. Was there. That's why we you know talking. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we was trying you was to there. figure it out. So, and then, you know, after figuring it out or trying to figure it out multiple times, you know, State Farm came. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, whoa, I'm a, I'm a business owner. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I felt like I finally found something that mm-hmm. I could hold on to and mm-hmm. take my mind away from that yeah. and be able to say, you know what? This is a career that I could do for 40 some years. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
versus NFL's three to five years or right. whatever. So you start putting into that perspective. And uh, so I had to grow. I had to get, I had to chase the wrong things. Yeah. And then State Farm, I feel like State Farm saved me. Because, woo, you yeah. remember. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I so, do. yeah. But no, nah, it was, it was, it was good. So now just going through all of that, to answer your question, going through all of that, it brings like a, a certain amount of peace and happiness awesome. and being able to uh, enjoy what I do, talk to my clients, you know, I have three wonderful employees, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's just, you know, everything is, is, is copacetic. Now. That's awesome. Speaking of peace and happiness, mm-hmm. uh, um, this is our alumni segment mm-hmm. you're featured. Okay. Give us a, give us a fond memory South High. I know I walked you through this building a little bit, and you was like, "Wow, this is different." You know, uh, give us a fond memory. Man, you know, I, I think from <clears throat> from from the student standpoint, I used to love gathering at the hole between each class. You mm-hmm. know, I mean? was it three minutes? We got three minutes. I, I didn't remember. Yeah, it was. I, it was. I came when I got. Well, there. I'm just saying, you get there, do you hear the little bell going? Oh, everybody yeah. start running the back to the boom. class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Playing yeah. <laughs> Spades and Mr. Stevens, you know? Yeah, good memories. Good memories. Good memories. We was on the honor roll. Yeah. Yeah, so remember that. We was on the honor roll. We had fun. Yeah, yeah. we had fun, but we was on the honor roll. <laughs> That's awesome. Good memories. Uh, one one more thing, man. Um, and we can end this with this right here. Any advice? If you were talking to the 1994 D. Miller and other young kids, what kind of advice would you give that person and and kids that they can take today? Because I I got a feeling there's going to be some youth watching it. There's going to be some parents saying, hey, I want you to watch this segment, you know, because there's a lot of kids that are going to go through the things that we've already been through. So give me what advice would you give yourself along with the other youth of today? Man, I would just say take advantage of every opportunity that's presented your way. I think, uh, the opportunities that are presented to the kids nowadays are way more than what we had. You know, there's way more information. There's mm-hmm. way more data. You know what I mean? Like, take advantage of all that. And and I think uh, one of the most important things, like my father shared with me, was, you know, no, no matter what it is, uh, whether it's a sport, you want to be a teacher, a cop, like whatever, whatever you put into it, whatever you put into it, prepare yourself. That's what you're going to get out of it. So if you prepare like crap, your results is going to be like crap. If you prepare yourself for greatness, your results will be greatness. I rarely see people that prepare great and fail, awesome. or vice versa. Awesome. So I'll leave them with that. Awesome. Uh, where can they follow your business at? Uh, dmiller.com, 614-876-5717, auto home, life insurance, uh, give us a call. We'd love to help you out. D, man, it was a pleasure, an honor. You have no idea how I feel inside to be talking with my best friend, my yes, best man in my wedding. For sure. My guy. For sure. I appreciate you, man. Love you, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Proud right. of you, man. Yes, sir. For this month's Community Connections segment, I am joined by Carrie Pedraza, who is the Executive Director of the United Way of Clark, Champaign, and Madison Counties. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Jenna. Thank you for inviting me and letting me be here. It's a great, great studio. It's good to see you as always. 
Thank you. And thank you for being here on our first episode of the Cat Chat podcast. How lucky am I? You are, you are extremely lucky. We're extremely lucky to have you. Um, Carrie, you have a long history of partnering with our district for numerous projects. Um, and what a great organization that you work for. For those who are unfamiliar, um, walk us through a little bit about what the United Way does and some of the things that you all are involved with. Thank you. So United Way actually has a long history in our in our community. Um, we've been around for 105 years. We might have had a different name, like the Community Chest, the, the War Bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've always been about caring for this community and finding where needs are. And to this day, we continue to do that. Um, our, um, our original intention was to... Um, raise money to then fund other organizations in town Mm -hmm. that do direct service. Along the way, we've picked up a couple internal programs that we do that we're very proud of. And um, so we impact probably 60 to 65,000 people in one way or another Mm -hmm. here in Clark County. That's a huge percentage of people here. Yeah. Um, Carrie, specifically talking about, you know, our school district, what are some ways that, you know, we have joined forces over the years to support families? So first and foremost, I think what we do is we collaborate. So, um, United Way is, is, um, an organization that really has its, the boots on the ground. And we're involved in so many things that oftentimes that collaboration and coordination that we do with Springfield City Schools is kind of paramount to everything from the um, programs that we fund through our United Way dollars, mm-hmm. through very specific programs that we work with, with Springfield City School Districts. Uh, District. So for instance, um, we have helped with uh, the Coats for Kids Coats for Cats mm, um, mm-hmm. project. We have also helped with um, Career Connect Ed is one of our favorite programs. It's so important to our community and it does such great things um, for the kiddos in, in, in the Springfield City Schools dis- School District. Um, I've been involved with the Do the Right Thing project. Mm, and mm-hmm. um, in addition to the programs that we fund, um, there's also the relationship that we are very, very grateful for, and that is for the, the staff at Springfield City Schools actually um, generously support United Way. So through our United Way annual campaign, the, the staff um, at Springfield City Schools have donated over $16,000 wow. um, this past year alone to United Way. And we're so proud that we're able to turn that back into funding either our internal programs or the programs within the community that directly support the needs of of families and children at Springfield City Schools. That's fantastic. And we're happy to support you. Well, thanks. So multiple uh, programs that we've been been associated with, and every time I am just blown away whenever I get the opportunity to interact with Springfield City Schools. Well, and just hearing you talk, Carrie, about like those three projects in particular, um, so many different avenues that those go down, right? Um, But they do impact so many different kids in so many different ways. Um, Carrie, if you had to select um, the project that has been most meaningful 
to you um, over the last few years that you have worked on with us? What would you say that has been and why? Well, the one program I didn't mention that probably impacts more children in the Springfield City School District is our Dolly Parton Imagination Library. And that program actually is an early education um, brain development program that begins at birth. Mm-hmm. And our biggest goal is to help Springfield City Schools um, children, as well as all children in Clark County, succeed when they come to school. We at United Way want to have them the most prepared as possible mm-hmm. so that they can they can be on point and ready to, to learn when they enter your doors. Mm-hmm. So um, currently right now, we give out in Clark County alone um, over 6,000 books every month to children between the ages of zero and five. And so we feel like um, going upstream and helping children before they come to school will even make us more successful in our partnership. Mm. Um, how long have you guys been involved in that project? So we have been involved with Dolly Parton Imagination uh, Library for about eight years now. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, do, what does that look like um, as far as, you know, um, just a family getting involved, mm-hmm. receiving a book? What mm-hmm. does that look like on the on the back end? It's so easy because you can either go to the United Way website, which is uwccmc.org, or you can even just Google Dolly Parton Imagination Library, and it will say, do you want to register? You just put your kiddo's name in there. They can register at any time. They could even be four and a half years old mm-hmm. and still get a book, one or two books. But the earlier we get these children and get the books coming to their home, the better. Um, so the child gets registered. You can have multiple children in your home receiving the book because they each get a different book based upon their age. And um, so we have several sets of twins mm-hmm. in our community. Yes, we do. And um, they also get a book because, see, it's not just about the words on a page, but it's actually about the self-esteem of getting something in the mail that's mm-hmm. yours and yours alone. So um, it's a it's a multi-pronged approach to success for children. And um, certainly anyone could always call uh, our office, and that number is 937-324-5551, and tell us that they want to register their child. Um, the books um, are, are free. There is absolutely no cost um, to a participant to join. And we're really lucky that we have so many partners in the community that find value in this program as well. So you'll probably, whether you're in the pediatrician's office, um, whether you're at the birthing center at Mercy, Springfield City Schools has been great about getting those out um, at their, um, you know, functions at schools. So any and every place you can register. Mm. Wonderful. Well, and a fantastic way to get kids involved in early literacy. Um, Carrie, with the holidays kind of coming up on us quickly, any other resources you can share with people? Oh, absolutely. And there are, one of the things that makes Clark County so special is how many resources and how many great people there are in this community who want to help each other. Mm-hmm. So, What's really important is I know Christmas seems a long way away, but it's not. And we really need people to get registered for things. So St. Vincent de Paul does a huge Christmas food assistance program. Mm -hmm. And I know that in 
my conversations before this, you said that you might post some of those things um, instead of me trying to to read everything. But St. Vincent's de Paul does a holiday food assistance. Salvation Army does a Christmas toy assistance program. And uh, the, the key to all of these things is to act now mm-hmm. and be aware of when those, um, you know, signups happen. Because those are the two main places where people can kind of get registered and get involved. Wonderful. And I would also mention that both of those organizations are desperately in search of volunteers to help with those programs. So true. Yes. So So, um, it's a, it's a big, it's a big lift and the more hands make the work light. Well, community is always a a two way street, right? There are Mm -hmm. are those who are in need and those who, you know, can give, right? It's a symbiotic relationship. Absolutely it is. Um, Carrie, where can we go um, if we would like to support your organization? Oh, please go to our website and that is UWCCM as in Mary C dot org. Or you can always call our office and we can answer any questions for you. And that number is 937-324-5551. Carrie, thank you so much for being on Cat Chat today. It's my pleasure. And I, I hope you have me back sometime. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, we are wrapping up our first episode. Chris, can you believe it? No, I can't. Uh, like I said, I was real nervous today, but as we start going and watching you, the pro at it, the sure, savvy I don't know veteran, about I, don't know I about just kind of got relaxed and uh, I think we did a good job. I think so too. Good. We got some people to thank, of course. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. My buddy D Mill, thank you, man. It was such an honor to sit here and chat with you. Uh, I love what you're doing. Uh, I love the fact that you are giving back to this community, uh, not just the community that you live in. You're contributing up there, but also what you're doing back here in Springfield, man. Kudos to you. I love you, my brother. We got to thank Carrie Pedraza at the United Way um, for always giving of herself and of her organization to help out not only our district, but the entire Springfield and Clark County community and Madison County and Champaign yes. County. Um, they are constantly expanding yes. the work that they are doing. Yes. Um, and of course, we got to thank our own Miss Howard and her student ambassadors. F-U-L-T-O-N. <laughs> Fulton. <laughs> we are the finest. We, we are, are the finest. finest. Nobody, Nobody can, can stop us. us. Nobody, Nobody can, can stop us. <laughs> hey, I love it. I love if it. If y'all have not heard the Fulton song yet, you're yeah. missing out. Look it up. We might need to put a link in the, in the bio. We may need to. Yeah, we may need to put It'll a link. It'll be stuck in your head for the next three yes. weeks, but y'all need to lock into the Fulton <laughs> Got song. Got the video. <laughs> the music video. Yeah, students recorded the video. It's, it's awesome, man. You guys got to see it. Yes. Thank you to Fulton's Finest for coming yes. out and being on our first episode of Cat Chat. Um, incredible, incredible students who are just leading the way for the rest of their building and the rest of the elementary schools yes. and the district. Um, really setting the tone yes. for what it means to be a leader. Yes. And finally, this is our first podcast. Yes. We got to give a shout out to our man, Ron Gordon. Yes. Who idea came in, uh, came into permission. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out. Uh, fruition. Fruition. Yes. Thank you. Yep. See, that's why we're good. We we go well together. She helps me. Like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. 
Thank you, Ron, for bringing this together. And I think it's the beginning of some great things. We can't wait to come back for episode two. Episode two. Now, we'll see you again in a month. So yeah. some things that are coming up before then. Don't okay. forget, we got Thanksgiving break, Chris. Yep. When is Thanksgiving break? I never. I know. I know when it's time to eat. Thanksgiving. But I need to know when we get to go on break. Uh, you know what? That's going to be the 20th Okay. through the 24th. I like that. That sounds so like four real days soon. off. Let's get to it. Real soon. Real soon. So that's going to be coming up. You know what else coming up, Chris? What? We got construction on the school-based health center at Springfield High School. Yes, that's going to be huge. Okay. That is going to be huge. Massive. Yes. All right. So we go. I know we're going to be talking about that mm-hmm. in our next cat chat. Yes, absolutely. So everyone can be looking forward to that. Um, in the meantime... Because I know people are going to be missing us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they can always hit us up at our email that yeah. is up and active. Is it? Is it? There? Are you I looking up there? It's up there. Is it? It's up there in the sky. Is it down there? There it is. Is up or is there it down? It is. Look, it's moving. Okay. There it is. That's podcast. Okay. At scsdoh.org. Dot org. You can always drop us a line there, have a question, you want us to talk about a certain topic. Send us a message. And don't forget our... How can I forget? Can I see it? Can I hold it? You can hold it. Don't forget. All right? Somebody threw it here, right? Throw it back. Oh! Sorry. It's still intact. (laughs) Yeah, you still get it. You still get it. You still get it. Don't forget. Send us the high five, five topics from today's episode via Instagram direct message at scscdoh org. No, you're going to confuse them, Chris. Uh-oh. They got to send part of the game. They got to send it via direct message on Instagram. On Instagram. What's the Instagram? At scsdoh. That's the handle. No dot org. Just scsdoh. And that cat swag bag could be yours. Rare. Not Chris's. Could be yours. And we'll see you next month. Next month. Thanks for coming, guys. Until then, see ya. Bye.